Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you to Bethany for being here with me today. Thank you for having me, Heather. We are so grateful for all of our listeners all around the world. Are you noticing a theme here, everybody? A little bit. (laughs) Thanksgiving is coming up soon. And while most of us take time out of that day to give thanks for the good things in our life, we might not take time on most other days to do the same. And that could be impacting our heart health. In fact, clinical trials indicate that the presence of gratitude can have dramatic and lasting effects in a person's life. So today, we are going to take a look at the way gratitude affects our well-being and our heart, and also how we can make it a part of our daily lives. So Bethany, how about we start out with just what is gratitude? Can you go through that with our listeners? I would love to. So it may surprise you to learn that gratitude is a little bit more than simply being thankful, right? It's actually part of a wider life orientation toward noticing and appreciating positivity and the positive aspects of life. And in times like these, like the ones we're in right now, it may be harder for us to do, but it's also much more necessary for us to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and actually, surprisingly, there are several scientifically proven benefits to practicing daily gratitude. So just to start out with a really basic one that you might not realize, in a 2014 study, it was found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship with you. So gratitude actually kind of opens the door for you to make new friends and to have new relationships. Sure, that makes sense. I like it when people are nice to me. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Makes me want to be nice back to them. Right, I'm going to be friendlier with somebody who's nice to me. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude also enhances empathy and reduces aggression. According to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky, grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner even when others have been less kind. Study participants who ranked higher on a gratitude scale were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback. These participants also expressed more empathy and sympathy toward other people and a decreased desire for revenge. Well, that's good. Yes. It's it's good to have a decreased desire for revenge, I think. In that same vein, gratitude also improves self-esteem and it reduces social comparison. So it makes people more able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. It kind of like gives you that feeling that what you do in the world is good and enough and it doesn't matter what others are doing. You don't need to compare yourself to other people because I mean, yeah. how often do we do that? Oh, the comparison game is big, right? We yes. need to get out of that practice. Yes, yes. All right. Also, practicing gratitude increases mental strength. Research has shown that gratitude not only reduces stress, but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study found Vietnam War vets with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of PTSD. A 2003 study found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the 9-11 attacks. 
recognizing all you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times of your life, fosters resilience. Definitely. And I think we could we could all use more of that these days. Oh, right. <laughs> I think I think a lot of us thought we were pretty resilient until this year. And yeah. we're finding out just how more resilient we probably need to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking about that too, gratitude actually improves your psychological health. It reduces many of your toxic emotions. So everything from envy to resentment to regret and frustration. Research done by Robert A. Emmons, PhD, actually confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression, which is awesome. Right. Yeah, I just want to add to this too. We are unfortunately as a species not as good at dwelling on good events as we are at analyzing negative events. Don't in say. our lives, yeah, we tend to dwell on, you know, the not so good things that happen. And when we focus on these negative events over and over again, it's releasing stress hormones and can lead to depression, like you were saying, Bethany, mm-hmm. you know, and we've talked about those things, especially stress and depression, uh, mental health in previous podcasts. So if you haven't listened to those and how those things affect your heart health, we have things like the three stress mindsets in your heart, women depression in your heart, and mental health and heart health, you can get more specific information on that in those podcasts. Definitely. And we'll provide a link to those right in our YouTube videos. So Okay. Sounds good. Also, grateful people sleep better. According to a 2011 study, spending just 15 minutes writing in a gratitude journal, and we'll talk about that later, may help you sleep better and longer. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, might have to start that like tonight. <laughs> yeah. And overall, gratitude improves your physical health. So grateful people experience fewer aches and pains, which means I'm not as grateful as I should be because I have a lot of aches and pains. So grateful people report feeling healthier than other people. They're more likely to take care of their health and they exercise more often. And they're also more likely to attend regular doctor visits. So obviously, the more positive your mindset is, the easier it can be for people to actually be more proactive about their health and just overall do the things they need to do to be healthier. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me. All right, let's talk next about how gratitude also affects heart health. It used to be that behavioral cardiologists studied only the impact of negative traits on people with cardiovascular disease. The field got its start in the late 1950s when cardiologists like Meyer Friedman and Ray Rosenman found that type A behavior characterized by hostility, time urgency, and competitiveness doubled the risk of coronary heart disease. Then for the next five decades, thousands of studies showed that these negative traits are associated with disease and death in cardiac patients. But then scientists started asking if this is true, could positive traits actually improve cardiovascular health? Right. And you would think that that would be the case. I mean, you have 50 years of research saying if you have all of these negative mindsets, maybe a positive one might turn the tide for you. So clinical trials started being done, and a lot of them indicated that a gratitude practice can have dramatic and lasting effects on a person's life. It can lower blood pressure and improve immune function, which obviously great for your heart, also great fighting the various illnesses that are flying about this winter. 
as we stated earlier, grateful people engage in more exercise. They have better dietary behaviors. They're less likely to smoke or abuse alcohol. And they have higher rates of medication adherence, which can be very beneficial if they have pre-existing heart-related conditions. According to Harvard Medical School, patients with more gratitude experience lower levels of inflammation, which we hear about a lot when it comes to heart disease. And a study published in Contemporary Clinical Trials found that people who practiced gratitude after having a heart attack had faster recovery times compared with those who did not. Wow. Yeah. And you know, just in a broad sense, there have been several studies that indicate that feelings of gratitude or, you know, other positive feelings in that same vein, like compassion or awe, help to facilitate perceptions and thoughts that take people who are sick out of their illness. So it helps them recognize that there's positive aspects of themselves and people around them, even in the face of their disease. It, you know, it takes you out of that mindset where everything is all about being sick. Everything is all about managing this illness. There's nothing positive in the world. This is a big dark cloud on life. It helps you see beyond that. Not to be too, you know, Pollyanna-ish, but it helps you see that silver lining in a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay. Also, a research study conducted at the University of California, San Diego, found that patients with asymptomatic heart failure, and these are people who have hearts that are damaged, but they're not feeling the common symptoms yet. So people with asymptomatic heart failure who generally have more grateful dispositions, they sleep better, they're less depressed, they have less fatigue, they have more self-confidence to take care of themselves, and they have less systemic inflammation. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, heart failure is a very complex disease and it takes a lot out of you to manage it, right? Yeah. So I think even just having, you know, that self-confidence to take care of themselves is huge and having less fatigue and all of that. Yeah. Definitely. Because, you know, we see a lot of times where the inability to do what you need to do at home means you end up in the hospital more often, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So, well, that same research study, you know, took that information and they went even further and they examined the impact of keeping a gratitude journal for two months on patients who had heart failure. So this was a randomized controlled trial using journaling as a way to cultivate gratitude and to try to increase its presence in these patients' lives. So the patients who were engaged in gratitude journaling, in addition to receiving their usual care, showed reduced markers of inflammation, as well as increased heart rate variability, which is a really important indicator of health, specifically for heart failure patients in this case, because heart failure is typically characterized by a loss of that heart rate variability as the disease progresses. So to be able to increase it is a pretty big deal. And that was compared to those who just received the usual care alone. So it made a pretty substantial difference in these patients' lives. Yeah. So, all right. We've talked about what gratitude is, the effects on our heart, and also on our overall health and all these positive things. How about we talk about how to actually increase gratitude in our lives? So Good we get idea. Benefits. Yes. <laughs> 
if you were paying attention, when we've referred to gratitude in this podcast, we've said practiced a lot. That was not on accident. <laughs> no. Gratitude is indeed something that needs to be practiced. It is an activity, not just an idea. So if you aren't already in the habit, there are things you can do to start practicing. So we've mentioned the gratitude journal before. Even a short 10-minute session of gratitude journaling improves the energy profile of the heart and the cardiovascular system at large. You can use a blank journal to write about whatever you are feeling grateful for on that particular day, or there are many guided journals out there that give you prompts about what to write about. These are good if you're new to gratitude journaling and feel like you might run out of things to write about. So one of the ones I want to mention, it's pretty popular, but it's called the three good things exercise. And this takes like three minutes or less. And what you do, again, you just have that blank journal or you can even do it on, you know, just regular paper if you want. But every night before bed, look back at your day and think of three things that went well. Now, the important thing is here, they don't have to be grand things. They can be simple things. Like last night, I went and got my laundry out of the dryer, and it was right around the time I was going to go and put my pajamas on, and I'm taking things out of the dryer, and I go, oh, my pajama top's in here. It's going to be warm. <laughs> oh, I love putting on a warm pajama top, that is right? the best, yeah. I mean, it's so simple, but it's like something that doesn't happen every night. So that was like a simple thing that I was just so thankful for last night. So it could be something just like that or somebody you talked to that day that you haven't connected with for a while, right? Just something simple. Write down each positive event and then you can just reflect on all three a little bit, okay? So that's one way to go, kind of the gratitude journal and the three good things exercise. Right. And if you're somebody who doesn't necessarily like to write things down and you, you know, have a few extra minutes, there's something that's known as the five question practice. And this is a basic reflection that just allows you to examine five areas of your life to find thankfulness in each. And the reason you kind of want to do this is because I think a lot of times we get really in a rut, even when it comes to being thankful for stuff, you know, it's just kind of, we think of the same things every day. And this forces us to dig a little bit deeper and look at different aspects of our life where we can find things to be grateful for. So Heather, I'd like to do this with you if you would indulge me. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So the first area is health. So think about what did your body do for you today? So take a minute and marvel at the finely tuned machinery of your body. And, you know, what did you do today? What were some of the steps you took today to keep your body safe and healthy? Hmm. All right. So... I don't know. I got out of bed just fine today. I didn't have any aches and pains. That was kind of nice. But really, lately, I've been having a lot of issues with my right hand. Mm -hmm. I did something to it. I think I just sprained something. And today was one of the first days where I woke up and my hand really did not hurt. Yay. You know, so it sounds so, you know, simple there too. But normally my hands work just fine. And then they weren't for several weeks. You know, I was doing a lot of stuff with my left hand instead and having to really think things 
through. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, oh, so thankful my right hand works again because you don't realize how much you use it until you can't use it really anymore. Simple stuff like gripping a pen or using the mouse on my computer, it would hurt. Yeah. And now it doesn't. So I guess I'm I'm very thankful for that today. (laughs) Yay. That's a good one. That's a good one. How about you, Bethany? Um, what did my body do for me today? Well, I would say I got a really good night's sleep last night. So I woke up actually feeling pretty refreshed and ready to start my day. And that's not always the case. So, you know, I'm thankful when I, when I can feel good when I wake up in the morning. So the second area is eating. So what did you feed your body to truly nourish yourself today? Was it, you know, an old favorite or was it something new and different? Um, I actually started my day off with an old favorite breakfast of mine. So it's old-fashioned oats. I put a little bit of brown sugar and cinnamon in there and some chopped walnuts. And then I have some fresh blueberries because I just went to the store the other day. So Nice. Yeah. So I started off with a healthy breakfast. Good job. I would have to say mine was I was able to start my day with my tea. I drink a big mug of Irish breakfast tea every morning with a little splash of milk and... I have it in my favorite mug, which is this big haunted mansion mug from Disneyland that I got last year. And that's just like, it's a joyful part of my day. I can have that 10 minute when I'm home and I can sit and enjoy my favorite morning beverage in my favorite mug. Yeah, your mug reminds me of my mug. So I, after I eat breakfast, I have a cup of coffee and I drink it out of my Walt Disney World mug. And I just, I look forward to that each morning. And it, again, and it sounds so simple, but even just drinking out of that mug, it reminds me of that vacation that I took with my family yeah. there. And we had so much fun. Yeah. So more positive memories flowing. Mm-hmm. All right. The third area is activity. So what did you do that you really enjoyed today? And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, something like exercise. It certainly can be. It can also be one of your quieter moments. Okay. Well, mine does involve exercising. So it was actually really nice out today. It's it's sunny here in Wisconsin, which we don't always get this time of year. It was right. cold, but sunny. But I took my dogs for a walk. We don't have sidewalks, so you have to be really careful on the road. And when I'm walking my dogs, I usually like to pull off to the side a little bit. So it's maybe just me standing on the road or sometimes, you know, all three of us are on the grass. But every car that passed me, like I would just put my hand up like, thank you for being careful. And they would give me, you know, the hand signal back. So I mean, every single driver did that. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of cool. It was just kind of one of those things like, hey, yeah, we're both being careful and have a good day. And, you know, it was just very, um, I don't know, just nice, right? Yeah. I don't know these people really, but (laughs) it was just nice just to have that little connection there. Well, and it's also, you know, those are little niceties that we don't necessarily see all the time anymore, you know? It's it's nice to know that gives you a little faith in humanity when people are just a little bit friendly like that. Right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit with mine because I really haven't done anything exciting today, short of like work. <laughs> but I try to take at least one bath every week. And and I'll say in addition to the showers I take, so it's not like I only bathe once a week, but <laughs> 
I do love a good bath. And last night I, I was feeling a little achy and sore and I filled up my tub and I lit some candles and I dropped in a bath bomb because I, you know me, I love my bath bombs. Mm-hmm. And I just turned on some tunes and relaxed for you know, 20 minutes or so. And it's just, it's a nice treat. And I love doing that when I need it. It kind of cleans me off of the previous week and gets me started on my new week ahead. So oh, that sounds nice and relaxing, Bethany. It is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so the fourth area is relationships. So who do you look forward to connecting with? Well, obviously, my wonderful husband. (laughs) I look forward to connecting with him, certainly spending time with my family. And then I will just add in my dogs. I don't know what I'd do without my dogs right now. They are just, you know, even though they're a little naughty at times, they're just, I don't know. I just love having them as companions also. Oh, that's very sweet. I echo your sentiments too. Um, You know, it's a good thing, I think, that we look forward to seeing our spouses at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's definitely a very positive sign about our relationship. And I always look forward to seeing my dog. You can probably hear him in the background barking, even though he's downstairs and far away from me. So <laughs> I definitely look forward to seeing him and spending time with him, especially because he's older and, you know, you're a little more aware of the clock kind of running down. So I try to have meaningful moments with him every day. Yeah. But I'd also like to say, like, right now, I look forward to to spending time with my mom. I haven't seen her since Labor Day because I had COVID. I haven't really seen a lot of people. (laughs) So I don't know when I will be able to see her the next time. But, you know, I still talk to her all the time. And so I just, I'm grateful that I still have her around, especially during this, you know, crazy crazy time. (laughs) Right, right. Can I just say too, I look forward to connecting with you, Bethany, when we do these podcasts. Oh, now you make me look bad. (laughs) Uh, I'm thankful that we have the technology to be able to do these kind of things and to work remotely, right? I think it's cool that we can still do that and still kind of catch up because even when Bethany and I do go into work, we're there on different days. Only one of us can be there each day. So we kind of miss miss out sometimes on those day-to-day things. So when we're doing something something like this podcast, we can kind of catch up a little bit. And that's, that's definitely nice because it's, it's very strange being at work with nobody else, none of our coworkers. So, Mm -hmm. well, the final area is time. So this is kind of like, what are you doing right now? You know, take a minute to be thankful for the gift of time that you have. And Obviously, because of COVID, time has shifted, I think, in all of our lives as far as what we're able to do and when. And so, Heather, what are you thankful for as far as the time that you've been given? Yeah, I'm thankful that it's, you know, really given my family more quality time with each other since we can't really go places. It almost in a way forced us to spend time together. (laughs) Well, because my kids are getting to the age where they want to go, you know, and hang out with their friends and not with mom and dad. But since they can't do those things, I mean, they can connect, you know, with their phones and stuff. But it means we've been doing more things together as a family. So we play card games and board games and sometimes watch movies together. We've been working on projects around our house together. So, you know, I guess I'm just, I'm thankful for those kind of things. Yeah, that's all. See, again, you kind of, I'm going to kind of echo what you said. You know, obviously I don't have children. And so 
like my husband and I already spent a lot of time together before all of this happened. But I think our time together is now a little more quality, you know, because it used to be that, you know, we had Saturday and Sunday together. And a lot of that time would be eaten up by errands or, you know, just other things. Or And when we'd be home, we'd find ourselves plunking down on the couch and watching TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And since this began, we've had to be a little more creative in our entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's face it, you know, Netflix and TV and all that stuff gets boring after a while. You know, you, you can only stream so much TV. So, you know, we did more projects around the house, you know, and we had fun planning the projects and we took up gardening this summer, which I never in a million years thought I would be that person, but I am that person with my weeds and pulling weed, you know, like he and I would do these things together. We play more board games. It used to be pulling teeth to get him to play a board game with me, but you know, we kind of had to research on stuff that we'd like to do together. And we're branching out of our comfort zone, which is nice when we have that time. And I have a good friend out in California who we do a FaceTime cocktail hour once a month. And before COVID, I mean, we would text every day, but talking on the phone even was kind of like a very rare, like something major would happen before we would have a phone conversation. But now we've scheduled that time and it's, you know, it's important to her. She's a single girl who lives alone. You know, it's important to me so I can have some face-to-face time with other human beings. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's those kinds of things. So even amidst the doom and gloom that we kind of have that's permeating right now, there are these moments to be thankful for. And I think, you know, all of these different practices that we've touched on today, you can find the one that works best for you. And if you start feeling like this is becoming really dull or I can't think of anything, switch gears and try something else for a little while because there's so much negativity in the world. There's so much fear. There's so many things that can take us down a bad road. So if you can find a way to be positive and find a way to find the good things, there will always be good things out there. Even in the worst of times, there's always going to be good things out there. And just being able to name them is going to do good things for your brain. It's going to do good things for your heart. It's going to do good things for your relationships. It's just all, it's all going to be positive, you know? Right, right. So speaking of going down a bad road, (laughs) some (laughs) neuroscience experts think we have something called the negativity bias, which means our brains focus on negative information as a way to remember pain so that we can avoid it in the future. I would say that's true. Yeah, from an evolutionary standpoint, I think we all kind of do that. Mm -hmm. So they believe that to balance this out, we need to practice gratitude. So we hope we gave you some ideas about how you can work a gratitude practice into your daily life and the health benefits you may see from doing it. We are so grateful for all of you listening out there. Thank you for tuning in. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. 
Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.